Last time on the same coin, Plex and Keel went to dinner. Callie Thune did a bunch of glitter reel. Matchstick joined her. Uh, and then Keel had to do a signing and they picked up SD from the hospital. The guy who is a Bothan whose name I don't remember, but I played, definitely got all his ships correct. And canonically, those are the ones they make <laughs> at Incom. The Bothan guy, uh, Rain Notat, canonically got a bunch of ships wrong. <laughs> yeah. I added it around it where I could. Hello, listeners. This is your host and game master, Kat. This week, I'm using my bully pulpit to talk to you about colonization and indigenous causes, since this episode comes out on the combined Canada Day, July 4th weekend. Here in so-called Canada, we are reckoning with the mass murders that occurred at residential schools, the ongoing invasions of sovereign land, and the continued genocide perpetrated by the federal government and the RCMP. In the U.S., indigenous sovereignty has recently been kneecapped by the fascists on the Supreme Court, and voices of protest must be raised by the people who still benefit from colonization. Celebrating these holidays is anathema to real, actual justice for indigenous people. We'll be including some links to places where you can go to monetarily support indigenous causes in lieu of any other plugs this week. Thank you for listening. have arrived keel at your demonstration flight the floor model is all set all fixed up all ready to go you do your pre-flight check everything's in perfect working condition there's maybe a little nagging voice in the back of your head that's saying this is just a demo flight but people expect a lot from you as a former space formula driver so there's something kind of animating a little bit of nervousness that exists within you that I think kind of is what, if I may be so bold, compels you to fly. That sense of there being some sort of stake to what you are doing. Does that make sense to you? So what I would like to have you do for this demonstration is there is a closed course that they have set up over Lake Cantonica that is in full view of the casino that, you know, basically, you know, that in um, episode eight where they're in the casino, they have that big old balcony that overlooks the artificial lake on Canto yeah. Bite. Yeah. Um, We're not on Canto Bite. Yeah, you are. Are we? Yeah. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought we were like on Corellia or something. No. Anyway. No, no. no, this makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, you're in the corporate sector. Yep. Because um, that makes the most sense to host a giant convention in, especially yep. if there's going to be less than legal dealings. Yep. Uh, so there is a there is an obstacle course, for lack of a better term, set up for you to do these flight demos. Part of the demo is a weapons demonstration. Part of the demo is a agility course. So what does Keel go for first? Does he do the weapons demo or the agility course? 
I feel, uh, mm, what is the number one between weapons and and agility, which of the two is more impressive between the tie and the tie defender? So the defender has better firepower, um, uh, hyperdrive, better shielding, like an actual shield, uh, and is slightly faster. So it's literally just a better tie in every conceivable way. Can we have it be like a coordinated demonstration where like Sinar has there can be in the weapons demo a simulated dogfight with droid piloted vehicles if that would be something you'd want yeah I'm thinking just as a combined demo basically just do a simulated dogfight I mostly I I mostly want to like do it for the shielding you know what I think you are going to be in a simulated dogfight against a droid piloted TIE LM because Sinar would be the one sending your right the, demo the demos stuff with you. That makes sense. Yeah, so the, the the vision that I have here is that you go out and you start like doing, you know, like loop de loops and everything like that. You know, like little like trick piloting and then screaming from like off world comes this tie LN that starts firing on you and stuff like that for the demo. Yeah. So, um, can I have you roll a um, piloting check here? This is piloting space because you're flying a spacecraft, not a ground yep. vehicle. Yep, yep. Um, so, piloting space, make this an average piloting space check to see how well you do during your stunt flying. Everybody wish me luck. I have a combination of Genesis and Star Wars dice. Luck. Advantages cancel out, so that's a net of four successes. You are up in the air in the Defender. The floor model is just as touchy in that really exciting way that the floor model is, where, like, that little, like... Borderline between out of control and, like, just barely in control. It's like right on the edge of that keel prefers like highly like highly tuned almost on the on the edge of like flying off into space right you it, it keel understands in effect that the ship is at its best when you let it have a mind of its own and you work with the ship. You are not controlling the ship. You're feeling what the ship needs and wants to do. The ship is an extension of your body at that point. Right. It's not something that you are in control of, but it's like another sensory organ where the feedback that you get from the ship kind of pulls you in different directions and tells you this is what you need to do. And you really harmonize with the floor model in that way as you're flying through the air doing Top Gun Maverick type stunts, but without the military, you know, full of the military propaganda, um, like exactly full of the military propaganda, actually. Um, And there's oohs and ahs and, you know, there's like fireworks that are going off that you're dodging and stuff like that. That's part of the demo. And you know, this is part of the demo, but the audience doesn't as from, outer space in a burning halo of something entering through the atmosphere screams a tie ln with that the patented elephant noise yeah the elephant noise that ties do that we can't figure out a way to get um mr noise yes i am going to have this pilot this droid pilot uh, roll uh gunnery check do you have uh does your stat block have shielding uh, I don't have the sh- I the put floor it in model. chat. You do, do ya? You have four and F shielding. Where's the floor rather. model? Oh, there it is. Um, uh, four and aft is one. That is two failures and an advantage. The briefing from Sinar indicates that it would be a dumb fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, demonstration, but somehow it got switched to a live fire. Oh yeah, no, this is a live fire demo. For yeah, sure. this is a live fire demo, and Keel was expecting a dumb fire. So the briefing that Keel had was that it would be a dumb fire exercise. 
you know, we demonstrate the agility, we demonstrate the shielding to to a degree, and then end up with a simulated dogfight. Uh, when this tie comes out and starts blasting, Kiel realizes, oh, Criff, that's live fire, um, and scrambles to bolster the rear deflectors. Okay, and in doing so, I think you are going to be taking a non-reducible black die in your next roll. Okay, so Kiel, it is your turn. How do you want to handle this tie LN that is currently tailing you? How far out is it? Um, I'd say it's probably at what I would consider to be um, medium range. Medium range, okay. Um, I'm going to say that you are both traveling at um, three speed at the moment. Okay. I think I'm going to roll a piloting check just to see where that gets me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say that the black die applies to um, to this piloting check because okay. you're yep. also dealing with the fact that you've got a guy shooting at you from behind. Average? Yeah, let's make this average. Interesting. So that's a failure with two threats. Interesting. And that was on a piloting check, correct? On a piloting check. So um, I think this is kind the way, of... So the way that I wanted the, this to go, if I succeeded, I was uh, going to pull a stunt, mm-hmm. do some maneuvering, and like flip the, f- you know, flip positions mm-hmm. such that Keel was in behind with targets on the LN. I right. think what happens here is with the firing happening, mm-hmm. um, and because Keel hasn't managed to get the deflectors up yet, the tie LN clips one of the like thrusters while while he's trying to do something, which sends him careening off uncontrollably. Um. With two failures and a threat, or a threat and two failures? Uh, two two threats and a failure. Two threats and a failure. I don't I don't think that's that's I think that's too dramatic. Too dramatic for, for a single failure. Um, I'm just thinking about the th- using both threats on that. Yeah. No. So so what I think happens yep. is um you go to do like a barrel roll type maneuver or yeah. like a loop to get in behind and. I think the droid pilot kind of exactly mimics you because you're not working at full speed yet. You're still well within right. the limits of what the droid is capable of handling in terms of, and what the LN is capable of handling in terms of piloting. It gets a blue die in its next attack roll be- because it's been tracking you this whole time. Like it's basically got the aim, like the, the targeting screen and everything like that. Now this will be a good demo of the shielding mm-hmm. if you do get hit. So I'm going to have that roll happen. Um, I think they are going to shoot at you one more time. Mm-hmm. That is exactly three failures. <laughs> Everything else canceled out. Uh, so I think despite all of that piloting, you are able to put together some really technically advanced evasive maneuvers. Mm-hmm. The kind of thing that almost... Like the chatter on the ground becomes something like there's cheers when you when the LN misses you, right? There's chatter on the ground of the people watching this demonstration things like talking about um, whether or not Sinar has developed a neural link in the Tide Defender because your piloting is just that good. Because mm-hmm. that that would be pretty rad. And I know you know there's rumor around town that Sinar was researching neural links by kidnapping some Mon Calamari. Mm-hmm. So what are you trying to do? Refresh my memory. Where, what, what, what's the positioning again? It's, I'm still... I think you've closed in into short range. or like. But I'm still... Or you're still leading the LN. Okay. Um, let's give another piloting check just to see where this goes. That is a success and an advantage. Uh, so what I wanted to happen there is I wanted to, now that I've closed the gap a little bit, mm-hmm. slam on the brakes, essentially, okay. and just swoop in behind. So you're going to, yeah, like a... Um, Pull a Starbuck. Yeah, like a bit of a faint maneuver where you, like, basically jam the air brakes so you go 
backwards while the other guy relatively backwards while yeah. the other guy continues to yeah. zoom past you. So I think your speed drops down to one when you yes. do this. Yes. That is perfect. And the LN speed is still a three. Yep, that and is that is ideal for me. That's okay. So um yeah, with that the Ellen screams past you as, you know, the the ship almost feels like it's entered a free fall you've pulled back so hard. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about free fall yet, but like it, it, it it's doesn't it's not a fr- it's not an actual free fall. It just almost feels like it the way that you're yeah. the, the yeah. way the G-force feels like your stomach is in your throat. And Man, I haven't felt this since uh, since I went to uh, Bush Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> Space Bush Gardens. Um, I think um, can we get a can we get a, a cutaway to do we have anybody from from the Orem in the audience? I think everybody's watching this, yeah. We, people aren't too hungover. <laughs> no, I don't think so. They all had some pickle juice shots. The only one who's not there probably is Matchstick. Yeah. Uh, can we get a cutaway reaction shot to the audience? Live yeah, slide. I would love to see how Plex reacts to this stunt maneuver that looks very... I would say it's reminiscent of, like, something that you've only ever seen before in, like, pod racing. Ooh. Ah. Like, this is definitely a technique that Keel picked up from watching some, like, old pod racing video. I honestly don't think they ever teach that out of flight school. It's a pretty impressive maneuver. Uh, Steve, did you see that? Keel's got, like, I don't think I've ever seen that ship do that. You know, I'd love to say I was surprised, but it's Keel. I'd seen him do things with ships that no one else ever could. Is he pod racing? It looks like it. I think I've seen it at Ubuntu Eve Classic. You've taken your action. You have a maneuver left. I'm going to punch it up a sp- punch it, punch it up a notch. Okay, so you're taking the punch it action. No, I'm not going to punch it. I don't I don't have punch it. You don't? What, or what what is punch it again? Top speed? It it allows your ship to immediately go to its maximum speed rating from any other speed. I don't want to go to top speed yet. And then it puts strain on the ship. So, keel where you are going to be accelerating back up to... Um... Yes, Keel is going to accelerate up to two, speed two. Okay. One speed lower. Yeah, so I think um, there's a little bit of advantage to the Thai Ellen having that speed on you. Um, it's going to try to... Basically, what it's going to do is turn around. Like, it's going to um, basically hang a, hang a Yui and throw the ship back at you for some head-on fighting. Mm-hmm. The Thai LN and this droid pilot, sensing that you have, you know, reading sensor output, seeing you're behind and now targeting them and everything like that, turns the ship as best a Thai LN can turn, which is a fairly wide arc. Um, but it is turning around to come and take shots at you from the opposite direction. So in doing so, it is arcing at a relatively wide arc because of its speed. Because as speed goes up, handling goes down, right? Yep. And I think I'm going to have it roll a piloting check just to see how well it does this. It is going to be hard because it's a fairly difficult maneuver to do on a dime at speed. That is two successes and a threat. So it is able to make its turn and turn around to come at you. And, you know, it is coming at you at a fairly fast speed because it is a little bit faster than you. But I think with that slowness that you have, you have a little bit of extra time to put this ship directly in your sights. And as a result, you'll get a blue die on your attack roll for this coming turn because you are up and it is your choice what you do here if you do choose to attack i am going to attack um that's a gunnery roy what was that that's gunnery yes what weapons are you using i'm gonna be using the uh, wingtip mounted medium laser cannons are i guess what range are we at at this point 
I I think we'll I I, I think this is um like short range, not okay. like super close. But so like, that'll increase the difficulty by one. Yes. So hard. Uh yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, can I use a maneuver to aim? You may, yes. And that gives me a blue die, yeah? Yeah, so you'll have two blue die. Oh, that was close. <laughs> um, but the good news is that it's a success. Bad news is two threats. Was there any, I guess there's no shielding on a tie, so no, no, no black die on that one. Um, six damage, less... Um, armor. So yeah, so the the tie LN is sputtering. It's like you've basically um you know you, you recognize that one more hit is gonna be enough no matter what you yeah. hit with. Uh, as you fly past each other. <laughs> Doppler effect and everything. Okay, um I think the LM is going to I think it's going to speed up to maximum speed like it's going to take a punch it maneuver and it's going to be going at five speed because it needs to basically outmaneuver you at this point if it needs if it's going to be successful yep so it is full speed ahead and it is going to make that it's it's going to continue on in a sort of evasive pattern at full speed and take a loop to try to come back down on you from above where you'll have limited sight line because you're past each other. You know, the programming says that there's an advantage of the ability to attack with surprise. If you come up and down on the other person going at full speed. So at full speed, it is going to take a shot at you from a blind spot for that blind spot. It'll get a blue die and Let's see how he does. That is a success. Exactly. Oh, I forgot to roll the black die for your armor. No hits. No hits. Uh, so um, with that, I think because it is the black die that caused this to be a complete wash, uh, the the LN does hit you. The shielding is such that it basically absorbs the energy of that shot completely. Yeah, we see like the same kind of effect in from like um, when capital ships with shielding get hit. Yeah, it's similar to that, or like um, the Gungan shields. Yeah, or um, when chopper base is being bombed from the air. Yeah, I have a lot of references yes, here. Sorry. We, yes. So th- there's that flash of blue as the shield absorbs the energy. And there's a ooh from the crowd. Because this is their first time seeing, a- for most people, this is their first time seeing a tie with shielding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, the fact that it took a hit is impressive, given how many A-wings got taken out in one hit by a tie fighter before. I know what I'm going to do on my next turn. It is your turn. Um, so Keel uses Newtonian physics, um, uses a maneuver. I'm going to use a maneuver to just spin the ship around without changing direction or velocity. Just like pivot in place, like a Starbuck maneuver. So you're basically, um, Turning the ship without changing the direction or the velocity. You're... Cranking the e-brake and throwing her in reverse and flooring it. No. No, no, no. I'm just turning the ship while flying backwards. Yeah, you're cranking the e-brake. Like, when 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 someone has to do... A, if someone, like... In stunt so driving, like, right? When you're backing up and bas- you crank the e-brake, turn the wheel, and then put her in drive. If you're going backwards, you're doing the opposite of that. Right. But that, that is a necessity of land-based driving. This is just killing the engines, turning the ship using thrusters and not re-engaging the engine. Right. Are you re-engaging the engine in reverse because you're flying backwards? I've got enough velocity that it's going to keep going. Right. So uh, let me describe it. So keep in mind you're in Atmo. So you've got drag. That's fine. It's a it's a sleek ship. What I want to happen is turn around, fire the missiles, 
turn back around and keep going. Um, Is this a crazy Ivan? Like from Command it's and Conquer, a little bit. Red Alert Two. No, from no, Firefly. From Firefly. It's a little bit crazy, Ivan. Yeah. Yeah. I've I I I don't actually like Firefly, so I've never seen it. Yeah, I don't remember. I thought Crazy mm. Ivan was the guy with dynamite that you got to build as a special unit for the Soviets in Red Alert Two. It might be that as well. It is. I I I'm just like straight up, it is. Um. The two special units are Boris it's, and Crazy uh, Ivan. Hey, Kat, there's a, there's a memory alpha entry if you don't want to use <laughs> Firefly reference. <laughs> it's also just a standard, you know, n- naval warfare thing because it was used by submarines. Basically, make a 180 while, while still flying in the same direction, fire the missiles, turn back around and keep flying. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. going to make this a very difficult thing that to do. That is something I am okay with. I think it's going to be a um, a daunting check. Okay. Because I think this is more than just a hard check to do this. This is like, this is the kind of piloting that you would consider like, you know, being able to pull off a crazy Ivan in Atmo is the equivalent of the Kessel Run in a limited number of parsecs. Um, how do you want me to roll this? So, um... What's, what skill do you want me to, to use here? I think this is going to be a piloting check. Okay. Um, you're going to be making two checks. You're going to be making a piloting check, and then you're going to be making a gunnery check. The piloting will be daunting. The gunnery will be average. Can I use a force point to, to upgrade... Do we have a force pool? Do we, I don't think we have a force pool. So okay. if you want to roll your force die, Aaron, you as well. One dark side. Aaron rolled a light side, and I rolled a light side. So two light side, one dark side. Okay. So you are using a force die to upgrade this once. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. Um, three successes with two threats. Black Dion Gunnery. Cool. And we're at short range or close range now? Short range. Okay. A success and a threat. Okay. So you fire your... Cockpit-mounted concussion missile launchers. You fire the missiles, and they're, like, slightly off. The missiles self-correct and kind of come up underneath this LN... Because you were just slightly misaligned mm-hmm. through the difficulty of the maneuver that you just pulled off. Yeah. The missiles come up and hit it, strike it from the bottom directly in the um, in the wing struts. And as they blow up, the struts fly off. So the two tie wings go, you know, spinning out through the atmosphere. One of them lands in the lake. The other one lands on the beach right near where uh basically the balcony that overlooks the lake so it kind of sprays some of the crowd with some sand and the cockpit just plummets like and explodes on impact um can i (laughs) i don't know if i'm gonna have to flip a voice point for this but can can we say that the cockpit was loaded with fireworks (laughs) So, like, the intent was that it was going to blow up in the air and, like, put on a show afterwards. But instead, it but instead blows, up on, blows up on the ground. So you see just, like, fireworks on the ground. Yeah, I'll allow that. Okay. I think that's reasonable. Uh, Plex, you are showered with sand. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Of course, Plex is showered with sand. Esty, you are also showered with sand. I hate sand. Of course, it's everywhere. Uh, wow, that was incredibly impressive. There's like cheers through the audience. Everyone's like, yeah, woo. I'm going to need a shower now. I think we all probably need a shower after this night. Oh, I, for one, fell asleep in the shower, and so, uh, I'm God. I'm God. I'm good. I'm <laughs> Are you I'm sure? Good. If you're good, then, um, I think we should probably go 
to the landing bay and greet Keel because that, you know, he deserves some accolades for that. Keel, you are, you've landed, you're you're kind of drenched in sweat. The usual. But, like, that's not unusual. You, as you exit the Defender, there's, like, a cheering crowd. You get, like, polite applause and everything like that. And you finally have an actual second to register that, you know, like, a register that SD is out of the Bacta and okay. So if you would like to have a little moment with him here, this is your chance to, because this is one of the few moments of everyone leaving you the criff alone that you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Some, uh... Some fancy flying up there, Keel. Oh, wait. So, sorry. Is is SD still in the back to place? No, SD is here in the hangar with you. In the hangar. Gotcha. Yeah, He's... I'm speaking to you from my mind. <laughs> I didn't know if <laughs> they set up like a, space a holovid screen. inside your brain. <laughs> um, <laughs> Leave the clone. We don't need him. <laughs> We'll have pilot times in space. Do, 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 do. Yeah. My God, I had forgotten about that. Okay, sorry, honey. Um. Oh, you know, it's the use. Yep. Yep. I suppose that's, uh... Just casually pulling a crazy Ivan in, in Atmo. You know, it's what I do. I wouldn't expect anything less, Keel. I suppose that's why they asked you to be here. And mm-hmm. not, um, me, you know, doing a fix of nut engine i mean i'm sure there are people at the con who you know be interested in like a technical teardown on on the defender you know yeah oh i have a feeling we probably don't want to give a technical teardown of proprietary yeah, information that's, uh... well i mean not necessarily a full technical teardown but like you know show off show off a couple couple of uh, cool bits of the the engine you know i suppose yeah, I'm kind of good just not doing anything this con. Um, That's fair. I've done too much, and I, I agree. Really, you two are balancing each other out right now. Everything in balance is it should be, right? There's a collective that's shudder a, in the group. That's a, that's a joke. I, I'm allowed to make jokes. I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to make jokes. You guys get to make jokes all the time. If the clones aren't allowed to make jokes, it's discrimination. And they don't have to talk to HR. Does Glow Scout fall under HR? Yes. But you're, cl- you're clones. And I, I, that would be are C- you CR. Uh, yes, we are. You pay us? Well, no, I pay you. Are you saying that we're private contractors? I think you might be. Then, uh, I suppose we don't have to listen to your orders then. Oh, uh, I figured that out a long time ago. <laughs> then I wouldn't have to pay you. I'm sure we could find other work. There's got to be tons of demand for clones. Cut to the one clone who was on the street begging for money in Kenobi. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, okay, I don't think I was going to disobey orders anyway. Um, I just wanted to try it. <laughs> I, out. I didn't expect you to, but this is a nice little thought exercise. Exactly. Um, there's there's some hubbub. Like, I think it. it you know, Kel ha- Kel has to try to like stop someone from approaching you. And uh, Kiel, you are approached by a person who you're approached by a human woman who has a sort of, like, tight ponytail kind of top knot and uh, shaved sides of her head. Uh, And she seems relatively cool-looking, like, maybe a little bit cooler than the normal people who approach you. Um, Kiel. Kiel Krennic? Yeah, that's me. Kiel says this before turning around. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's me. And then kind of wheels around to face whoever this person is. It's really great to meet you. I'm Cruz Lightstar. But nope. <laughs> nope. What? Nope. <laughs> nope. What's wrong with Cruz Lightstar? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean if you want to, but What's wrong with that name? 
as opposed to Cruz Ramirez. <laughs> yes, it's based on Cruz Ramirez, okay? <laughs> that was the that was the fun okay. part of it. I, I approve. Sure. It's no worse than Dash Rendar. Hey, Dash Rendar is the greatest character in all of Star Wars. He showed up once. I am interested in talking to you about an opportunity. What kind of opportunity? Have you ever heard of the Five Sabers? Is this a cult? I'm oh. just going to be straight up here. Is this a cult? Oh, ab- abso- absolutely not. Because I've been I mean, like, recruited to cults there's... before. They're not any fun. No, 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 no. This isn't, this isn't a cult. This isn't organized crime or anything like that. The Five Sabers is like um, the, the premier multifaceted racing league. Oh, I... Mm. It's not pro racing. It's amateur racing. I appreciate the offer. I've done racing. I, you know... If it was pod racing, I know that's not a thing anymore. Uh, I'd be it interested. It is on Theron. I'm sorry? It is on Theron. And do you work on Theron? The Five Sabres is on Theron. Go on. Uh, you know, we're, we're relatively young. But the system consists of five separate races. A pod race. A orbital sprint. A lunar relay a sublight relay, and hyperspace orienteering. It is the ultimate test of a pilot's ability. So so is this all like one race, or is this... It is five separate events. Is this like a triathlon? Or... A little bit like a... Uh, but like not back to back to back to back like a triathlon. Um, Maybe more like a space pentathlon? Or like a... Uh, like a piloting pentathlon. What what requirements are placed on the pilots? Is this is there an exclusivity contract? No, 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 no. No, this is all um this is all relatively new. So like basically right now it's an amateur competition. You have to bring your own ship. You enter your own ship. There's no exclusivity. You're just acting as a pilot in the Five Sabres competition. Um, there, it it is, there's prize money, but there's not a lot right now. Most of our sponsorship money is coming from like small time sponsorships. We're working with a couple of, um, former smugglers. Oh, I mean, hello, you're, you're looking at one. So, okay. Yeah. 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 So like you kind of get the vibe from that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. So this is all organized through, um, okay. Gotta be upfront with you. Um, the head of the five sabers is actually the husband of a Senator and she's biting her nail as she says this. He's the husband of a senator, um, and I think he technically might have had the rank of general at some point in the New Republic Army, but he's quit since then and is just back to smuggling. Okay. Have Who are we getting at here? heard of Han Solo? Oh, yeah, the, the guy who made the Kessel Run in 14 parsecs? He, okay, so he technically, it's not 14, it's 12.2. He is very specific about the point two. That, mm, I don't know, I don't know. Anyone who, who, who uses that decimal point, you know, feel like there's something going on there. But yeah, I, 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 everyone's heard of at least the rumors. What I came to ask you was whether or not you'd be interested in participating. I feel like having someone like you would add a lot of legitimacy to the Five Sabres. I'll think about it. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, thank you. If you need to contact me, here's um, my card information. And she hands you a data slate to do a um, NFC transfer. You get a little contact card in your comm contacts for uh, Cruise Light Star. I do have to just give you the caveat. We have only been running for one year. Oh, I mean, that's that's whatever. Yeah, you, you you gotta get you gotta get your start somewhere. I'll I'll think about it. Don't count me out right out of the, out of the gate. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was lovely meeting you. 
it was good meeting the rest of you folks. Um, I'm gonna go before security kicks me out of the knife had my badge revoked. Okay, it was nice meeting you. Goodbye, everyone. As she gets dragged away by security. <laughs> It's a couple of hours later now. Teener comes up to the ship after having done some stuff through the convention and everything like that for the day. Some of you are relaxing back at the ship. You know when, like, it's midday at a con and you've done way too much and you go back to the hotel just to veg for a little bit? Y'all need a nap. We go back to the hotel? Uh, Teener comes running into the recreation room that you have set up with your... Various games and things like that. Uh, Estee, Estee, Estee. I got... I've got special tickets for the seven of us. Front row seats to Starwaver. Am I going to have to be pushed around in a wheelchair all night? That is the one drawback? I mean, I wouldn't say a drawback. Um, I guess... (laughs) I'd say maybe drawback for y'all, but... You know, we've got Mitch stick to push you around. Perfect. Uh, Captain, I apologize if this is untoward, but um, we also got you a ticket. Oh, thank you. I don't think I've ever listened to. You've never Star listened to Wave? Star Waver. No. Flex. I... You've never listened to Star Waver. Boy, she's never listened to Star Waver. Fervor among the clones. Okay, okay. We're gonna have to give you a crash course on the greatest punk rock band in the entire galaxy. Punk, like loud and abrasive? Like stirs your heart. It was Star Waver was set to be uh their bassist, G, was set to be executed by Job of the Hut. But uh they played music for the people on Tatooine. And uh, it moved Jabba so much that his heart was opened to sparing his cousin G and allowing the band to do another song. It's music that moved even the hardest heart of a hut. Very. Seems unlikely, but okay. So uh, I told you about the bassist. There's a. uh, The guitarist is a droid named Curdy, and she's just the coolest. Like, you know, we don't particularly like clankers, but Curdy is just, she can absolutely shred on that guitar. Uh, What if we put, can we put on a song for you? Sure, I'll, I can at least know what I'm getting into here. I, uh, I heard a rumor that the opening act is going to be Taylor Rift. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't, I think that might just be a rumor. A mechanic can hope, you know. Esther, are you a Taylor Rift fan? I've, I wouldn't call myself a Rifty, but, um, you know, she's got soul, and uh, I appreciate it. I mean, there's a couple of songs of hers that are okay, but... Eh. Uh, anyhow, oh, it doesn't take away, like, um, of course, I'm excited for Star Wafer. Uh, Keel, do you like Star Wafer? Uh... I'm not familiar. I think this crew lives under a rock. I live in a car. <sighs> when, when am I going to go listen to Starwatch? Star, 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 Star Waver. Star Waver. I got there. Uh, I don't know. When you're flying and you need music to keep you company, what do you listen to when you're flying? Uh, cut to Keel uh, <laughs> kicking back on the Aurum, uh in mid-hyperspace watching Holovids. I've got, I've got Holovines going. <laughs> Swoosh cut. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to put music on the ship's intercom, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, so it, there's some, like, pop punk music that starts playing. It's pretty bog standard pop punk. Um, you know, like, a lot of power chords, but still very bright sounding, rather than, like, the crusty power chords that you get with, like, a more hardcore or crust punk band it's it's very like 
it's clean. It's distorted, but clean. You know, like where you, there's like that really clean kind of distortion on guitar that comes with like the you know Jimmy E World sound, for lack of a better term. It's very, very Jimmy E World. Turning distortion down to almost not there. <laughs> you know, the rest of the music is played clean. There's not so much. There's not a lot of slop in the rhythms, and it's definitely like. It, it's basically Jimmy Eat World, but from space. That's what Star Waver <laughs> sounds like. Uh, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Eat Galaxy. Uh, so, you know, there's, you go through that, you listen to the music. Um, it isn't exactly your speed, I don't think, Plex. No, <laughs> but it, it's better than Plex would have thought it would be from mm-hmm. the description. Um, how does Keel feel about? start waiver um at first he's like eh, i'm not super hot on it i don't i don't like it then at like but like probably two-thirds through galactic dreamer he's like okay okay yeah yeah i guess i get it i get it it's kind of a bop i'm down kind of a jam. I think there's like a lot of the clones just excitedly telling you about their favorite members of the band. <laughs> um, and that time that they had to escape Boba Fett and stuff like that. There's like a whole like history and they're like really absurdly impressed with the fact that the band managed to escape their their brother basically. <laughs> like the way that like you know, because Boba is technically a clone, it's like a very, it's a very big deal to them that this band was able to outsmart even the most impressive of the clones. You, and I think everyone's kind of excited about this show. You know, they wouldn't have booked Star Waver if Star Waver wasn't well known enough to be able to entertain at a corporate retreat, basically. I mean, like, it's the, like the times that my dad has gone to, like, corporate retreats and Aerosmith was the band that they hired you know (laughs) like maybe a little bit on the edge but also still kind of technically dad rock at this point i would like to get like what everyone's concert experience is like you know in terms of like the vibe that you have and like how much fun you're having like what what you might imbibe and everything like that um Tina does insist that because we're sitting up front, everyone brings earplugs. That is good advice. Always bring earplugs to a concert. I mean, I'll just turn down my ear. Uh, it's still broken. You just need the one, though. Oh, I thought. Got my ears mixed up again. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll take it. You got an earplug. Keel, you have special, like, Rodian-style earplugs. Mm-hmm. Uh those are called trumpet mutes. <laughs> okay, but that's kind of an adorable mental image. Uh, and yeah, so you've got your earplugs. Uh, I think, you know, this is one of the first times that you guys have seen Tina really cut loose, which is kind of fun because he's normally fairly buttoned up about things so yeah you see Tina kind of like Tina is in a relaxed sort of mood and like it's 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 weird because he's usually so buttoned up but like he's got Keel dancing and everything like that how does Keel feel about dancing in general nonplussed um Keel will dance if the if the mood strikes him Mm -hmm. um it's not particularly good dancing. Um, very, very shepherd shuffle style. Um, I, I think, like, you know, Teener's got you, like, excitedly dancing, and, like, Teener is, like, going all out on the dancing. This is, like, the best day ever for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, the other clones are having a very good time as well. Um, you know, Kippen seems to be enjoying the pit. Uh, Matchstick is playing pit guard and basically protecting SD. You know how things go when there's when the pit opens up. Oh gosh, yeah, you, you, you need a boss. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's all fairly like it, it's like genuinely joyful for the first time in a really long time. It feels like you guys are actually just having fun. What? Hey, uh, Tina, what did you say yeah. the lead singer's? What did you say the lead singer's name was? Uh, his name is Jay. I'm just getting really good vibes off of him. Ah, thanks for bringing me. Yeah, that's no problem. I'm glad you're having a good time. I'm going to get back to dancing. Yeah. Yep. It is the lead singer who's a Jedi, right? Yes. Okay, good job. I was like, I haven't watched it in a while. Um, yeah, no, there, there, uh, you know, there's a little moment where, like, V5 goes crowd surfing. So there's, like, camera video of this concert played up on the big screen from a droid that's crowd surfing. And I think that's, like, the, the very cool big moment that they have. Plex, how are you enjoying the concert? What's, like, the thing that's been giving you you know how, how i guess how does plex enjoy the concert like do you okay. so you said we we're in front row so i'm assuming there's some kind of seating yeah okay you're kind of like you know how like for um accessibility reasons they have like close-up seating for people in wheelchairs and stuff like that where mm-hmm. you know everything might otherwise be general admission but like there's a section cordoned off for people's safety yeah it's like uh, that. Plex basically. might be the only one in the place making use of the seat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. That's and actually fair. just watching the show. You gain an understanding of this band and, like, you know, the kind of stuff that they do. It's impressive when there are moments where the lead singer seems to float almost as though propelled upward by some sort of mystical force can't can't exactly see the wires though that's weird mm-hmm. uh the, the you know the, there's flames coming out of the guitars and stuff like that it's actually pretty cool uh how... the, dr- the drummer has three torsos mm-hmm. and don't know how that works but <laughs> yeah you know sometimes the versatile cluster drums just need a guy with three torsos the flaming rumble bass is particularly enjoyable. How's Keel feel about this show? Like, what's the what's the what's the highlight for Keel? I feel like Keel bumps into some random racing fan who's just like, "Oh, hey, you're Keel Chronic. Chill. Do you want to like, I don't know, talk about hit? racing, like pod racing?" I think I think you get offered a hit from some. Death sticks. Do you, want oh. to, do you want to hit it as death stick? <laughs> Kill's like, uh, no thanks. I'm good. All right, more for me. And then he keels over dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> keels <laughs> over dead? No, uh, no so, like, you know, there's, like, Keel is making good decisions. Um, I know. It's lame. The highlight of Keel's night is probably dancing with Teener. This is the most interaction that they've had together um outside of you know strictly business or combat Mm -hmm. related stuff and it's just nice to kick back with with tina a little bit yeah i think that's you know i think that kind of i feel like i feel like what happens is after a really high energy song and tina is just beat like tina kind of like flops over keel like kind of like you know that like you're done dancing crazy and you just need to like get energy out. I think Tina comes over to Keel and Keel is just steals a kiss as as he as he's kinda coming down from that song. Yeah, I, I think um Keel steals a kiss as the song kind of winds down and I think there's a moment where Tina is like it kind of almost like breaks the hypnosis of the music, if that makes sense. Like where you kind of get so fixated on the music and the dancing and the excitement. And it just kind of breaks him out of that in a way that makes him blush 
for a second, and then the two of you just start making out. And it's, like, front row, and it's a little gross, <laughs> but in a romantic way. What? How does SD enjoy the concert? In a non-homosexual fashion. <laughs> SD no. posts homophobic dog memes <laughs> at Keelan Tiener. Um, no, I think SD takes a long time to settle in because uh, he's just he keeps expecting something to go wrong or explode or like I think not I'm not saying PTSD but just like surely we can't just have a normal night out it doesn't happen to us anymore <laughs> um, and I think finally once like he quits checking his back and you know reaching out to figure out if there are fucking balantologists who followed them here somehow. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think, um, the, the sense that you get when you reach out with the force is a connection to Jay who then like looks at you and points at you and starts doing like a little, like, uh, you know, when like the singer finds someone interesting in the crowd and really like <laughs> gives it to him. And I think there's like this like rips out a guitar solo. Like Yeah, and it's like you have this moment where you're like, Wow, this concert is really it, it feels like it is currently just for me. And there's yeah. like there's that moment. I, I I think I finally like in that moment I relax and like start actually like hearing the music mm -hmm. and seeing Tina and Keel like having fun and even Plex in her own way, like being in the moment and like pretty nice. I think um, towards the end of the night, like towards the end of the show, Kippen comes back. He's got a, he's got like a couple of welts and a bruise. There was a lot of fun. It's the next time you, next time we go to one of these shows, you should come to the pit with me. Um, I feel like I might be a little large. I don't want to hurt anyone. It's like the first rule of the pit. You don't hurt anyone. If someone's going to hurt someone you're, in the pit, you team up and you kick them out. No, I... You just you're, got... It, you're injured. I'm fine. I just got a couple of wilts and a couple of bruises. I'll be good tomorrow. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm glad you had fun. It was, um... It ended up being one hell of a concert. Yeah, it was... I went crazy for Galactic Dream. Plex, did you have a good time? Yeah, I, I actually did. <laughs> Th their road crew is very efficient. Yeah, I mean, uh, sure, if it's what you noticed. Um, I'm going to say that Keel and Tina probably aren't there. I think they snuck off a little early. Yeah. Did uh, the two lovebirds go do their own oh. thing? <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> I was kind of... In a place. Yeah, um, yeah, no, the music sometimes it'll... <sighs> but, um, you know, I'm sure wherever they wandered off to, they're uh, to... having a good time. Do you want to go to, like, a Spice Denny's? You know, I think I do. Uh, Plex can set in the budget. We can fit that in, and we probably shouldn't go directly back to the Orum. I think... I think I did see a pop-up um, intergalactic house of pancakes. We could get... Yeah, that day works for me. Uh, Mitch Stick, good work being pit police. Um, that's all I've got to say. I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Sorry, I need a kiff. I need a pancakes. Yeah, um, or, I don't know. Now, yeah, you look like you could use this more than me. <laughs> SD just stands up. It's like, why don't you have a seat? Hey, son of a bitch. That's a good idea. And I'll uh, wheel him out. Chicks with Dice is a production of So Says Media. To support the work we do, please go to Twitter and look for our pinned tweet. The game featured in this show is published by Edge Studios and is used in compliance with their unnecessarily strict fan content policy. 
please remember the best way to help the show is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, or the podcatcher of your choice, and to tell a friend about the show. Word of mouth is the number one way a podcast gains new listeners. This episode features Aaron Cotter as Plex. Aaron uses they-them pronouns. 40 Under 40 gay luminary Erica Rebecca Belsas played Space Dumpster. Erica uses any-all pronouns. Emma Hislop played Kiel Krennic. Emma also uses any-all pronouns. This episode also features me, Kathleen Hislop. I use it-its and she-her pronouns. All music on this episode was written and performed by Sounds Like an Earful unless otherwise noted. Please visit soundslikeanearful.com to hear Chris's other tracks. And until next time, stay wizard. I, I think the crew of the Orum plays Among Us as Danganronpa RPers. As what? I'm sorry. I mean My Hero Academia RPers. But I'm actually fa- I'm actually familiar with Danganronpa. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, it's like back when uh, Homestuck role players took over Epic Mafia, and if you tried to join a public room, it was only Homestuck RPers. Oh God. So, um, yeah, the crew plays Among Us.